Hello and welcome to a bonus episode of Potential Spoilers. I'm Kieran and I'm not joined by Matty D this time. He's currently not in the studio. But I thought I'd just share with you an instalment of an old podcast that we did in the past. Since we're talking about Godzilla vs. Kong in the episode coming later this week, I thought I'd take us back down memory lane to when Matty D and I and a friend of ours called Kyle actually reviewed the original 1933 King Kong movie. And it'll give you an idea of some stuff that we talk about in the Godzilla vs. Kong episode, as well as giving you an idea of what sort of podcasters we were back in 2016 which is when I believe this episode was originally recorded. Now, I also think it's great to share with you a show that is no longer available since Best Movie Quest is no longer a thing anymore. You can't find it anywhere on the internet. This is just a little sneak peek back into the archives and maybe I'll pepper a few more episodes throughout the run of potential spoilers, you know, whether you like it or not, I suppose. But yes, so this will give you an idea of our first interaction with Kong in some cases and you might be able to see how much we've improved in the last few years. I personally think we've improved a lot. Maybe you think we've gotten worse. You can always let me know. All right, I think that's enough of an introduction. Enjoy the episode. Welcome to episode 45 of Best Movie Quest, where we're on a noble quest to find the best movie ever made. I'm Kieran, and I'm joined by Kyle and Maddie D. Hello! Hello! What is going on here? All I can tell you, Kieran, is we've seen some things that are to be seen or heard to be believed. Absolutely. Oh, if only you people out there knew what we've been through. Now, here's my medieval phrase. Brawl with a pig, and you go away with his stink. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's, Isn't that that's a beauty? Nice. That, that's eye-opening there. That's that, a that, real I, one, I, by I, the way. I, I, that like really that. is a real phrase. Anyway, this week we're looking at the 1933 classic, our classic for this season, King Kong. The classic. Yeah. This is one of those movies. This yeah. is a movie that is basically the golden classic. Mm-hmm. Everyone knows it. With Who hasn't heard of it? Everyone knows the story, but no one's seen it. Yeah, exactly. It's one of those. Yeah. It's one of those movies and, that and we bef- seem to cover all the time on this show. And before you're questioning it, no, it's not Peter Jackson's uh, movie. No, it's the 1933 one, as I mentioned before, directed by Marion C. Cooper and Ernest B. Schoedsack. Oh, good for them. Both of them <laughs> former wrestlers. Isn't Seriously? Yeah. yeah, really? I'm absolutely serious. I heard they were like tag team partners or something, <laughs> and then said, you know what, I'm getting out of the game, let's, let's make a movie. You know, <laughs> they choreographed all the fight scenes in the movie themselves and would demonstrate how it would go for the animators. <laughs> I'm not joking. That's literally what happened. That actually makes a lot of sense now with some of the the wrestling that was going on with Kong. And why they were so drawn out. Anyway, this movie has 98% on Rotten Tomatoes. Mm -hmm. How? We'll find out. Yes. So, this is a very highly acclaimed movie. It doesn't have 100%, but it is up there. It is literally one of the highest scoring movies we've done on this show. It's almost touching the stars. And you can't go anywhere within the film world without somebody who does not say that this is an inspiration on some level. Absolutely. Yeah. Do you know one of the most acclaimed things about this movie as well? What, Kieran? It is actually an original concept. Yeah. This Mm -hmm. is one of the very few films that we've actually covered that is an original concept. So the filmmakers woke up one morning and said, literally, this is what happened. I think it was Marion C. Cooper woke up one morning and said, I want to make a movie where a giant gorilla is in New York. And he sat down and and came up with that concept. his wrestling partner said, well, all right, let's make it happen. Yeah, that's exactly (laughs) what happened. Was he in bed with him? (laughs) Like Bert and Ernie? (laughs) (laughs) I really like to think so. What's what's the matter, Marion? What's the matter, (laughs) Marion? In their wrestling trunks as well. Yes. <laughs> Twirling each other's mustaches. Yeah, I just so, had the weirdest I'm, dream. I'm seeing them with big, like, waxed mustaches. <laughs> How many other movies can we say are a totally original concept? True. I um, mean, 
not many on this show. I can't think of one. Terminator, I suppose. Mad Max. Mad Max, yes, that's a good one. But yes, it's weird to say it, it wasn't based on a book. It wasn't based on anything else. Yeah. Which probably says a lot about the movie, doesn't it? Yeah. Mm. Now, I've got to know straight away, what is your history with this movie? Matty D, what is your history with this? So, um, other than knowing the story and the premise and all that, and other than watching Peter Jackson's reboot of it, oh, yes. I watched I watched this movie um, on TV Later, I watched it towards the end of the movie. Right. And I how kinda, long ago was this? Oh, many, many years ago. I can't remember how old I was, but um, I remember I was switching between this movie and another movie. So, it must not have grabbed me <laughs> terribly much. But I have seen bits and portions of this movie. This is the first time I've sat down and watched the whole thing from start to finish. Right, Kyle, mm. what's your history? Oh, well, to be honest, I haven't seen it since it came out in the cinemas. Wow, you're old. <laughs> No, I've, I've got no history with this movie. Come on, it's one of the... Like he said before, it's one of those ones where... Um, I've seen it by proxy. Yeah, everybody knows that. Everybody knows the story, but nobody's seen the movie. Kind of like Frankenstein. Did you see the remakes? I, I did see the Peter Jackson remake yes. in the cinemas. Did you guys both see it in the cinemas? Yes. I saw it in the cinemas as well. Well, what a disappointing venture that yeah, was. Yeah, I was going to say, what are your thoughts on that one? Not getting yeah. that money back, that's yeah. for sure. Oh, oh, I should have. I was so angry when I walked out of that movie theater. I've never been so angry. Up until that point, I've never been so angry in the movie theaters in my life. Oh, no, I've, I've only been out, Sean, once. And that was from Alien vs. Predator, Predator Requiem. That was, uh, I've talked about my experiences with that movie on this show several times yeah, before. Uh, King, awful. King mm. Kong was just so pretentious, the reboot. I think I, think oh, I hate it more than this one. Yeah. <laughs> There's not much to say there. It's like, oh, yeah. Who am I going to cast for this serious I'm going to say something role? straight up. This movie, this edition of King Kong, the 1933 one, is better than I agree. Peter Jackson's yeah, movie. I agree. Oh, God, hands down. Times better. Now, hands down. If I can just delve into my history briefly. Uh, I've never seen this movie before. This is my first time ever watching this movie. Of course, I've seen it through proxy. And the first time I was really exposed to King Kong was when I went to Universal Studios and went on the Backlot Tour. Mm. And at that point, they had King Kong from the 1976 remake. He pops up and destroys the train line that you're on. I suppose quite like a scene in this movie. Yes. And I thought it was really incredible. I'm like, oh, this is so cool. I've got to watch that movie. So I watched King Kong. I watched the 1976 remake with mm. Jeff Bridges. And Did that's actually not that bad. I, ne- I, I want to watch it. Like, I'd never heard of that one until you mentioned it. It sounds like something Unlike I'd want to watch. Unlike the 2005 remake by Peter Jackson, it's actually a modern remake. So it's set in 1976. Mm. So they do a lot of modernization. At the end, King Kong scales the World Trade Center rather than the Empire State Building. It's actually a lot more full-on as well, as you'd imagine. Yeah. Than the Peter Jackson version, that is. Peter Jackson version was pretty brutal, but 1976 version. Oh, boy. If you want to see some blood, watch that version. <laughs> I mean, this, this version... I have to say, this version is pretty violent as well. Yes, it is Sur- very violent. Surprisingly, Surprisingly violent. Yeah. It makes Frankenstein look like a children's movie. Absolutely. My God, some, yeah. There was a lot of scenes in this. I, always, I found like they really pushed this movie, the envelope with it. On Rotten Tomatoes, by the way, is the highest critically acclaimed horror movie of all time. So we've done a lot of horror movies on this show, but this one is the most highly acclaimed one. And this is yeah, this is King Kong. He's like he's granddaddy of them all, really. Like oh, absolutely. When it comes to horror, and especially monster he's the big movies, ape on campus. Like, yeah, definitely. <laughs> definitely. 
Now, let's talk about the actors and get straight into this thing because there's right. a lot to talk about in this one. Very much a lot to talk about and very much <laughs> a lot of things I want to talk about. Now, the actors, there's three ones I really want to talk about. There's Faye Ray, of course. You know her from the opening of Rocky Horror Picture Show. Uh, <laughs> yes. She plays Anne Darrow, an, an aspiring actress who mm, I suppose is the lead the forced bride of Kong in the movie. What's that about? Oh, we'll get into who knows? it. No. And then we also have Bruce Cabot, who plays uh, Wiz filmmaker Carl Denham. Carl Denham. He's well known for being a crazy uh, crazy cameraman who goes out into the jungle and shoots whatever animal he wants. Mm. And we also have Robert Armstrong who played the romantic lead Jack Driscoll, also known as John Driscoll in one scene. John Driscoll. I thought he was Briscoe. No, Driscoll. Okay. <laughs> Your notes need changing. Then my John, notes need changing. John Briscoe. <laughs> have you? But come John on. John Costco. In, in my, Costco. That in, was in, it. In all fairness. That was the word for friend. <laughs> Costco is the word for friend. Yes. In all fairness, it's hard to understand some of these guys. Yes. Well, what did you think of the acting in this movie, guys? <laughs> Specifically, was... Bruce Cabot as Carl Denham. <laughs> <laughs> Um, oh my god uh, Very entertaining is what I thought Yes I've got to say Faye Ray very was the only one who was alright Yeah I mean I wouldn't say she's amazingly oh, stellar she was awful Yeah exactly You know what man uh, like, they, were all, they were all to Bruce Cabot and Robert Armstrong She was Marlon Brandoing it <laughs> yeah. Especially Bruce Cabot He was so bad flat, So absolutely. flat He was so bad I couldn't uh. believe it The first time you see Bruce Cabot on screen, I'm like, are you serious? Is this our lead character? (laughs) One of our lead characters. Unlikable, flat, and just doesn't... Just just a Hey, hey, look at the people you're talking to. (laughs) Yeah, he doesn't even look at them. He's looking at the floor the whole time. Never does. And don't get me started on on Carl Denham, Mr. Mr. Eyebrows. We have a lot to say about Mr. Denham. But uh, I just want to say on Anne, I feel like... we took Driscoll. Yeah. Or Briscoe, as you call him. I feel like... I like that I agreed with you there, too. Whenever we we've spoken about like sort of the sort of the female archetype in movies before, yeah. my God, is this movie the oh. planet? This oh, movie holy makes, crap! Yeah, makes every other woman I've ever seen in a movie. Like I, I almost felt like I was watching a parody of a nineteen thirties yes. movie. Oh, she yes. faints all the time. I I feel bad about even if I Does remotely the whole movie. remotely gave somebody a bad rap, being like, oh, I feel like the female lead was a bit you know a bit of the archetype. Now I feel like bad for all that because this is woman. The is the archetype. Yeah. She's a terrible character, but like, I like oh. the acting, though. I've got to say. I did not like the acting. It wasn't agree. good. I didn't I like it. But yeah. I've got to grasp onto somebody here. I'm not going <laughs> to grasp onto when, anybody else. When she, uh, when she, I grasp onto Kong. That's what when, I grasp onto. We'll get there. Oh, my God. <laughs> when he fil- when he was filming her and she was acting, I was like, is this supposed to be bad acting, good acting, yeah, or is I, she I, actually acting? I, 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 I had the same thought. Yeah. We'll get there. We'll get there. All right. But before we get into the plot, we do have a challenge. Mm-hmm. Here we uh, go. Maddie D, yep. it's a challenge for you. I want you to sum up this movie in five sounds. I think you can... <laughs> I think you can have a good time with this one. <laughs> there, that was five, right there. Costco, Costco, woo, 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 boom, 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 boom. Two more. Wow. What, what was going on there? Okay, that's enough. All right, I'm sorry. There's a lot of sounds in this. That was. It was like a a rally in the street. Yeah. About Costco and Costco, someone who's beating a drum. Yeah. And what? Wow. Okay, Kyle, do you reckon you can? Uh, do I'll, it? I'll give it a shot. <laughs> it's gonna sound very similar. <laughs> <laughs> How could it not? See. See. 
Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> See, I like that one. It was very similar to Matty D's, but I actually like yours a little bit better because you worked in the scream. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll <laughs> that I'll was like 90% of Fay Ray's dialogue. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you have five sounds? I do. All I right. do. Are you guys ready? Yeah, yeah. let's hear it. Oh, 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 oh. Oh. There you go. King Kong, you're in the room. <laughs> <laughs> oh, welcome uh, to the oh, show. Where, where, where'd yeah. you, go, where'd oh. you get here? We finally got a special guest. Oh. <laughs> King Kong, what do you think about your dialogue? <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. Okay. <laughs> okay, geez. Now, the movie itself opens up with uh, a title theme. Oh, we'll yeah. Skip the fact that they have an overture at the beginning. But the, the yeah. opening music for King Kong sounds remarkably like the opening music for Godzilla. Did you guys notice that? I thought so myself, yeah. Even though this was long before Godzilla. When I say long before, I mean about 20 years before Godzilla. Yeah. And yes, we, we see all the, the players in the film. Is that what they refer to they're as? They're called the players, not mm. actors. Yes, they're players. And the main player is King Kong mm. as the eighth wonder of the world. <laughs> is that his title <laughs> character? Oh, yes. His character's title? That's his character's title. The first place we see is the docks of New York City. <laughs> And we have Weston, who's a theatrical agent, talking to a crazy bearded man on the dock who's obsessed with Carl Denham's this voyages. This grizzled old guy. He's and just like, oh, he always goes on these wacky voyages. It's so oh, dangerous. Anyone who goes so on those. He's so crazy. <laughs> he's not afraid of anybody. He's like, this ship, it's got a weird crew. It's got a weird, weird number for the crew. Weston says, oh, is there not enough men? No, there's too many men. They're going to be sleeping on top of each other. <laughs> now, I hope you like this character, the crazy character with the beard, because he never comes back again. No, Didn't no, even get a name. It's disappointing. Nothing. But uh, he's replaced by better characters, I yes. feel. Yes. He is probably the most subtle of all the characters in the movie. <laughs> all right. So at this point as well, Weston goes onto the boat and he meets Carl Denham. Now, who would like the honor of explaining what exactly Carl Denham's deal is? Carl, look, you, you look keen. <laughs> Carl Denham's deal is... I don't know. At first, he's... Who is he? He's a big-time director who likes to really wow his audience and, you know, apparently takes it that extra mile by going where the danger is. Yeah. So, he's considered to be a very dangerous director. He has this story about how his cameraman was too scared to film a charging rhino. Yeah. And he says... I was standing there with a the rifle. <laughs> I he didn't trust that I was going to shoot it before I got yeah, the footage. Wasn't that, there was something with like tigers or leopards as well. That like, I don't know. He's just he pushes the fearless. limits. Yeah, fearless. I feel like the movie goes out of its way to tell us that he's tough. He's tough. Fear and is an emotion he doesn't feel. That's right. Along with every other emotion in the book, if you watch his <laughs> No, that's what he can't act. Yeah. Okay. Now, before Weston comes on board the ship, the ship captain and Denham discuss the weapons that they're carrying with them. Apparently, they're carrying an enormous surplus of, of explosives. Uh, che- Chekhov's and, grenades. And yes. gas grenades. Chekhov's gas grenades. Thanks very much. <laughs> and they're like, well, if the harbour master comes along and, and expects the ship, they're going to arrest us all, basically. So we need to get the expedition going right away. By the way, the crew doesn't even know where they're going. Only Denham knows where the yeah. ship's going. And they are pretty much cool with it. Yeah, they're like, well, some well, we trust you, Denham. The problem is they're trying to find an actress, but uh, no actress will sign on for a mystery voyage. Yeah. And Denham's appalled by this. He's like, you know I'm square. Everyone knows you're <laughs> square, Denham. Oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> I know you're no, square, Denham. No, that's not even how he says it. Everybody knows you're square, Denham. That's it. This is Western got, talking. Yeah, Western who sounds out 
everything he says. Now, Driscoll, <laughs> Jack Driscoll is the first mate on the ship, and now he and the captain always stand behind Denim and all his moves because they've been on several journeys with him before, and they seem pretty journey-hardened. Yeah. Tough. Yeah, tough. Men, I think Weston actually describes the, them and the crew as, you know, the roughest men I've ever seen. Really plays into the homoeroticness of this whole movie. <laughs> <laughs> I have right, to say enough. there's a lot of that. I didn't get any of that, but uh, I certainly got a lot of other things from it. Apparently, Denim needs a woman. That's why Weston is here. No talent agency is mm. going to give Denim a woman because they're like, it's way too dangerous for a woman to go with you on your journeys. Yeah. For, for Here's la- Denim saying, for do you skirt? think I want to haul a woman around? Oh, we'll, we'll get to that line. But the first <laughs> of all, it's like, all the talent agents have been interfering with every young woman that I've tried to hire. <laughs> and I was like, interfering? Jeez. And as you said, Carl, he's like, you think I want to carry a girl around with me? The only reason I'm include them is because of the public. Bless them. <laughs> they must have a pretty face to look at Sure, everyone likes a little romance, says Weston And Denim replies But isn't there any romance or adventure in the world without having a flapper in it? <laughs> One of my favourite lines in the whole movie So of course Denim has the utmost respect for his uh, female performers But he basically needs to find a woman before the night is through Because at dawn they're going <laughs> to set sail for their mystery location And <laughs> Denim puts on his coat, heads out into the wild city of New York And says, I'm going to find a girl even if I have to marry one and now we have a wonderful moment where... Some great acting right here. Denim is standing your, outside the, the Hope mission. The, <laughs> the best actor in this movie. Yes, well, all the women are, are standing outside this mission, old and tired, and Denim just shakes his head at them. He's like, oh, these... Not a looker in the bus. These flappers won't do it all. <laughs> and here at a fruit stand, <laughs> Denim spots a young woman attempting to steal an apple. Well, she's wow. going on she puts her hand she? on the apple for like... <laughs> Ten <laughs> seconds. <laughs> and then the big fat shop owner... I catch you, you stealer! <laughs> makes a big deal of running around and grabbing her. It's like he watch, he spots her and gets up off his chair and goes, Oh, oh, oh! Runs over his to her. His arms are flailing <laughs> around. I catch you! Thought you could get away with my apples, eh? <laughs> He's twisting his mustache. Like, eh. You wanted a dingo, you are hungry, eh? <laughs> I like how Denim comes to her rescue, gives the, the stand owner a buck, and says, get out of here. <laughs> like, he's going to go. He's like, oh, I'll just okay. go home. <laughs> I, I will leave. <laughs> That's an entire buck, Kieran. He bought his entire stall. Like, he owes all the apples now. <laughs> I can retire on this buck. Now he runs the apple racket in New York. <laughs> There's only one apple store. Now Denim grabs the young lady. And there's a moment here where she looks at him and then it looks like she's going to pass out. It looks like she's been slamming tequila sunrises yeah, get, all afternoon. Like, and get then, used to that look. Denim, <laughs> Denim, when he looks in her face and sees like she's going to pass out, he has this big smile spread across his face. Rapey, one rapey. Of the, one of the creepiest moments of the movie, he's like, taxi. Oh, I'm like, I've no. seen this before in Newtown. <laughs> but that's, that's, okay. that's too local of a reference. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen this before at university. <laughs> <laughs> but no, he's he's going to buy yes. her coffee at this. Yes, he uh, buys her a meal and diner. some coffee, and he says, "Look, I didn't save you just for the from the kindness of my own heart. I've got ulterior motives." And then automatically he looks super dodgy through this whole scene because to me it looks like he's going to ask her to do like porn or something. <laughs> and so she's got this look on her face like any minute he's going to be like, "So how much would it take you?" I got to say, "Just uh, show me your bloomers for money." <laughs> I got to say, when I watch this movie, Get your feet behind your head. Uh, <laughs> when I watch this movie, Kieran said, "Hey, Maddie D, watch this scene and pretend like he's asking her to shoot porn." Yes, <laughs> Maddie D and I watched this movie together. <laughs> 
one of the first questions he asks is like, so you you done any acting? She goes, oh, I used to act as an extra. <laughs> You're hired. Oh, so yeah, we'll get you fitted out an outfit straight away and we'll sail tomorrow. Not like that. I'm professional. Yes. I mean, I may have got a bit excited, but uh, I'm professional now. <laughs> Because she, she's a bit apprehensive. She's like, I, I want the job, but I'm not sure. <laughs> and he's just like, oh, look, settle down. There's no funny business here. <laughs> Strictly business. No funny business. I love the fact she says she's poor. and she I'm dresses, on the level. She dresses the way she dresses. It looks the way she looks, but she she's, looks yeah. stunning. She's, she's dirt beautiful, poor. clean. Mm-hmm. She's got makeup on. Got beautiful like clothes. He's like, oh, I've seen a lot of homeless women, but none of them look as good as you. And she's like, oh, when I've got you know the right outfit on, I look all right. But when I'm all ragged, she still looks stunning. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's what she's spending her money on. She steals apples, sells them, and then buys clothes. <laughs> and almost immediately, as soon as she gets to the ship back with Denim, it sets sail. Yeah, and we have a moment where Jack Driscoll is up on deck and he's giving orders to everybody, waving his hands left and right. <laughs> Left and right. <laughs> and uh, Anne comes up quietly behind him, and he accidentally backhands her in the face. Less less than ten minutes into the movie, and the lead female's already been backhanded in the face. By the lead male, no less. I did not realise that he was going to be the lead male. I just thought he was some like, jerk. A, a jerk. And then when, yeah. when they start coupling them up, I'm like, oh, no. Yes, oh, I was exactly no, the same What way. him? He's a, he's horrible. So like, didn't he just punch you in the face two scenes ago? Oh, but he apologises, Carl. Yeah, eventually. It's quite a backhand. Straight after he hits her in the face, he says, ah, oh, women on ships are a nuisance. You really know how to take it on the chin. Yes. <laughs> and he says, you're already in the way. And then he sort of apologizes yeah, he to doesn't her. He's really like, apologize. I guess I never really apologized for smacking you in the face. You took that hit on the chin real well. He's yeah, sort of complimenting himself <laughs> more so than apologizing to her. Sorry I was a jerk and punched you in the face. My penis is really large. <laughs> <laughs> this movie is escalating very quickly. Yeah. As if to escalate it that one level further. Oh, Anne, no. And takes a moment to talk to Charlie. <laughs> Look at my notes here, Kieran. Oh, dear. Matty <laughs> D is underlining a huge word there. And takes a moment to talk to Charlie, who's the Asian cook of the ship. It's nice now, to get some diversity. Um, he's not really played as racist as you would think, but he is very difficult to understand. Um, I would disagree with that, as in he's played very racist. Yeah, okay. So he is a bit racist, but for the 30s, he's quite subtle. He wears, Actually, yeah, for the time, he's he very subtle. He wears robes and talks. He wears like a traditional Chinese, Chinese hat. hat. Yeah. <laughs> I got, actually wrote down a Fu I mean, Manchu mustache and everything. I mean, yes. it's not it's not breakfast at Tiffany's. But at least, jeez, it's bad. At <laughs> least he's actually played by an Asian man. That's good. Yeah, I actually wrote down one of his lines here. Ocean, very nice when you order weather as some eggs for breakfast. <laughs> this is an actual <laughs> quote. He says breakfast. Breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not exaggerating. <laughs> Imagine if he was like. And then when he says this, Anne laughs at it. I don't know whether she's laughing at something funny he said or she's just laughing at his accent. I think she just doesn't understand him. Imagine if he was like a well spoken man, like, no, say breakfast, and they throw like clipboards at him. Yeah, like he worked all his life (laughs) to put himself through college. (laughs) He's got a degree. (laughs) Say breakfast. So just to add insult to injury. Good old Jack Driscoll comes over to insult Anne some more, mm. and he says, "This is flirting." Yes. Man. Well, Anne says, "Oh, I'm I'm sorry if we got on the wrong foot earlier." And he goes, "Ah, women can't help being a bother. Made that way, I guess." <laughs> this is flirting. Yeah. Yeah. It's the yeah. weirdest. Sort of he doesn't, he doesn't look her in the eye at all. Flirting. Yeah. 
And then just insults her while she swoons over here yeah. in a weird way. And by the way, they've got a monkey there. That's tied up. Tied up with a rope around its neck, looking really depressed. Yeah, because it's tied and, up. Well, it's okay, because thankfully you never see him again. No, you don't. The entire movie. They're like, oh, hi, monkey. And yeah, that's why, it. Why do they have a monkey? Did anybody feed him on the ship? I think it's Charlie's monkey, but who knows? <laughs> who knows? Maybe Charlie fed it potatoes. Also, <laughs> Anne says... I never have to peel another potato again, splash. For breakfast. Also... Anne says that she had the best time of her life on the ship, despite the ship just Everything leaving. Everything that's happened. Mm-hmm. Or the ship just leaving. <laughs> like, it's it's not been long that she's been on this ship. Yeah, and she's already been backhanded and insulted continuously. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And for, just for being. So, Denim comes out with the intention of shooting some test shots of Anne. And Denim actually accuses Driscoll at this point of going soft over Anne. <laughs> no, I'm not soft. And he puffs out his chest. <laughs> yeah, I see Won't you. be long before you're licked. <laughs> It's this weird, awkward speech about, you know, there's this beast, so he used to be a big man, and he was licked by the little people. <laughs> he was licked, and licked, and, <laughs> and licked he, again. Until he went soft. <laughs> See, it That's like, literally what he says. I know. It sounds like Denim is trying to convince Vince uh, <laughs> Old Jack to swear off women. It's like, how is, how is he not asking her to do porn? <laughs> you know what this movie's going to be about? Beauty and the Beast. Hope you get that analogy, because I'm going to go over it again and again. Yep. Yeah, and if you, subtitled, if you licked until he's soft. If you don't hear the, the phrase beauty in the beast, then that's it. You've missed it for the entire movie. Mm. Mm-hmm. They don't hammer that home. Now, in another scene that I really enjoy, Denim shows the captain and Driscoll his map to Skull Island. Skull Island. Jesus. Did you like this map? Very yeah. concise, wasn't it? It was like, what? Just follow the dotted Almost, line. It was completely blank. A dotted line mind. and one giant yes. island. <laughs> this it is how like we get f- to the <laughs> island. We follow the dotted line. Through the reef here, otherwise we'll sink. <laughs> Hope you don't mind that my 10-year-old nephew drew this map. Yeah, I, was gonna I, say, I was literally I, about to say it looked like a little kid drew it. I, yes. I enjoyed they have an X on the, on the spot there. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and the sun with a smiley face as well. Go here, Uncle Carl! <laughs> here be treasure. Is that where the treasure is, Jimmy? All right, wow. we'll go to Skull Island. I love that there's like these two sort of reeves or something that they can easily, easily crash through, and you've got to, you've got to go through. Dotted line. How do you find the dotted line? There's no line? like navigational information. Like this. Oh, there's a compass. There's a crude compass in the corner that's sort of pointing north, but not really. And the fact that he got here to begin with without the skipper knowing where to go once he got there. And he, and here's the thing, too. The chart, it's not on any charts they own. They just have this like, random map. They look at the map. And it's the lowest detail you've ever seen on a map. And the captain's sort of like, oh, let's refer to the chart so we can get a better idea of where we're going. Carl interrupts. It's not on any chart. <laughs> this is it. This is the only coordinates we have. Yeah, it's like, what sort of Jimmy's a bo- map. What sort of a boss is that? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> my and Brad, He also has of- his grocery list on the back of it, so we have to stop off at the 7-Eleven. <laughs> what sort of- Dear Santa Claus, this is what I want. <laughs> I want a giant monkey. And a drum. So Denim also explains that long ago on the island, the natives built a giant wall to protect them from a a monster called Kong. And this monster Denim plans to film. How does he know all this? <laughs> Some man in Singapore told me. Yeah, the the crew. Is that literally it? That's no, his explanation. Apparently, someone a crew crashed. Had a, there. Yeah, a journey to the island, and they came back, and the, all of the crew died, but not before telling somebody else the story that they'd seen. And then Chinese whispers spread around Singapore, <laughs> appropriately enough. And uh, <laughs> Timmy drew a map. Yeah. So that's, it, that's that, the only that, explanation. That is how Denim. I thought I thought the map was brought back from the island. <laughs> Who knows? Who he cares? doesn't explain where the map comes from. <laughs> he doesn't explain how he knows all this. It's like Denim just turned up and said, all right, I well, know well, there is a mysterious island filled with dinosaurs and giant monkeys and shit like that. Let's go make a movie. There was a voyage that, yeah, 
So they've someone else went the there survivors. first, but they still don't know how to. Go. Okay, go go on, Carl. Go on. Yes, there is a lot of holes in this so far. <laughs> yes, there is. You, you can't dwell on those. <laughs> the movie will never be now, able man, to progress. As long as we follow the dotted line, we'll stay on course. Yes. Just follow the dotted line. <laughs> oh, thank God for that. Now, Denim and Anne shoot a screen test. So Anne is instructed to. Uh, what's going on? Pose. She's like, oh, look up, look up higher, <laughs> open your eyes wider. Now you've seen it. But your throat's closed up. You can't scream. Perhaps if you she, close she your looks, eyes, you'll be able to scream. She looks more, like, confused and lost. There's a moment bit. where he's like, it's, it's horrible, but you don't know how to react. And she's just sort of staring with her mouth open and her That's eyes wide, did. just waving her hands around her face. Yeah. Okay, you're, you're having a fit. <laughs> and he doesn't give her any feedback on the acting either, so we don't yeah. know. Well, who just, knows if it's good acting on, or I bad acting. I exactly. can't tell the difference between her acting normally and her acting here. I like how nearby as well, Charlie's like, I wish he would film me. And another sailor says, that equipment's expensive. I don't know why I'd take the risk. And Charlie looks really shut down. Now scream. Scream, Anne. (laughs) And when she screams, nearby Driscoll gets unnerved. He's like, what sort of monster would make her scream like that? Someone should have told Driscoll that she was acting. (laughs) Someone should have told me she was acting. Someone should have told the entire cast (laughs) to to act. (laughs) Now, in one of the most important scenes in the movie, they oh, sail yeah. through a really thick the, fog. The famous fog scene. Everyone yeah. who's seen King Kong knows about the fog scene. Yes. So Denim says, confound this fog, which I didn't know that line came from this movie, because uh. it is actually a well-known line. And they realize as well through dunking a rope in the water that the water's getting shallower, so they guess that they're getting near the island. Well, they hear something through the fog. <laughs> and the captain says to Denim, do you hear something? Very helpfully, Denim says, no. <laughs> <laughs> and then we face the okay. black. Yes. <laughs> Not here then. <laughs> and, and in the next scene, they're at the island. That's the fog. The fog had nothing to do with anything. That's the famous fog scene. <laughs> mm-hmm. They're just there. And they're like, oh, look, there's the island. Look at those fake birds flying over it. You gotta love that. That go through the rope of the ship yes. and the mast of the ship because it's obviously been put over. Yeah, yeah so and these birds have been yeah. painted onto the <laughs> negative, but they fly through the ship. <laughs> like through people's heads. <laughs> Now, Denim plans to make an expedition to shore with Anne and a team of competent men, along with all their film stuff, and a whole bunch of guns. And the gas grenades. <laughs> Can't forget the gas grenades. Yes, of course. Chekhov's gas grenades. Now, on the island, they find a native village, which is deserted, apparently. They creep through it. And just beyond the village, there's a giant wall with an equally giant gate in it. Mm. Now, I'm going to... set. Yeah. Sorry, Maddie D, to step on you. No, you, you go. I think you, you and I are going to say the same thing. Yes, so I think we're going to give the film a compliment. This village set here is really good. It's beautiful. It is, it is it's done for real. There's a real giant wall and there's a real working giant yeah. gate. And it looks incredible. This, this Was set, it to scale, the entire gate? Yes, like, it was to scale. That is excellent. It wasn't a miniature. It's a real huge gate. I it, thought so. That is yeah. fantastic. This set blew me away, I have to say. There's was, actually a amazing. lot of really decent sets in this movie. To give the movie a compliment, there yep. are a lot of really good, yep. oh, de- decent sets. Absolutely. Like um the, the log ride. Unlike Frankenstein. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> which came out but, uh, what, two years before this, this. This wall is amazing. This village yes. is amazing. Mm-hmm. There's a few shots in this movie, despite a certain gorilla that's in it. But despite this. <laughs> But that is, you know, incredible. It takes you in a different place. Yes. Mm-hmm. At this point as well, I was getting really excited because I was like, oh, this movie is sort of like an Indiana Jones movie. It's like a, yeah. a Solomon's Mind sort of movie. Me it's too. an adventure movie. It's going somewhere I'm really interested in. But then we have the natives. Right. On you the have- other side of the village. The natives. 
we yeah. have a group of natives chanting Kong, 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 or something to that effect. Some of them are dressed as Kong. And they peek around the corner and there's a whole tribe of natives, exactly how you imagine them in your head. Basically, every single... Stereotypically. Yeah, like Looney Tunes-style native black stereotype, yeah. And mind you, they're wearing gorilla costumes and dancing to a drumbeat around a young native girl. And when Denim sees this, he goes, Holy mackerel, what a show! (laughs) Let me get my camera out and stand right in the middle of their view. We're not quite there yet. Oh, we're almost there. <laughs> yeah, what, can I ask, what, does he have a script? Like, what sort of film is he making? I just shoot here? what I like and then people watch it. Okay. Now, the young native girl is being adorned with flowers and Denim's like, oh, if only I could get a shot of this before they stop. He gets his camera. <laughs> and Matty D, what does he do here? He stands in right in front of them. <laughs> right in front of their so view. So they're hidden behind a bush. Yeah. And he moves maybe like a meter away from the bush in plain... <laughs> open sight to like a hundred of them all looking directly in, in front of them starts filming them and the second he steps out and starts filming the tribal chief looks up and is like <laughs> what are you doing he's <laughs> <laughs> like are you serious yes. stops the celebration points right at him Costco <laughs> and yeah and he's he, he just very subtly turns to them they've spotted me <laughs> I love, I love, it's too late now they've seen me everybody come out they've got me <laughs> I love that the rest of the guys are hidden behind the bush but because Carl's been caught he's like alright guys everyone go from your safe everyone hiding come place. out <laughs> nobody sneak off nobody run everybody out <laughs> so the tribe cautiously approaches the film crew and Denim's like quickly ship captain come up here you speak native yes. come and talk to them skipper go say something <laughs> I love sorry a booger I'm, booger dooby dooby boil me potato I we, think he says about ten yeah. times <laughs> we missed a great line of his as they were approaching the wall the skipper's like oh my god it's so ancient it could almost be Egyptian <laughs> <laughs> Oh dear. He's so learned, that captain. Oh, I love it. <laughs> that, and he's the one in, in charge of how talking to the, the ancient. How does he know an ancient native language that no one's ever stepped foot in? <laughs> because the camera crew has come and witnessed their, their ceremony, a witch doctor steps forward and whispers to the tribal chief that the ceremony is now spoilt. And the chief cries out, Costco! Payless! <laughs> he needs to buy some stuff. Franklin's! Jules! Who goes to Franklin's anymore? I think that's a dated reference right there. Now, before things can escalate further, the chief spots Anne amongst the crew. He's never seen a woman with blonde hair before, and he's like, Oh, hubba, hubba. she would make a great gift for Kong. And he <laughs> says, likes blondes. I'll trade six of my women for her. Yep, the bone in his hair twirled oh, yes. on the spot. <laughs> Carl's not being racist. He really did have a bone in his hair. <laughs> I'm not. Like I said, <laughs> they did. Now, of course, when the chief expresses interest in uh, bartering for Anne, the captain and the rest of the crew are like, We've got to get Anne out of here. Denim says to the captain, Tell them that we'll be back tomorrow to make friends. And they all quickly leave the village. And as they do, Denim does this weird thing where he tilts his hat up as if to say, yeah. F you to the, to the yeah. tribe. <laughs> like, so long, fuckers. Bye-bye. <laughs> now, back on the ship, Driscoll is worried about Anne. And he says, oh, I'm a little bit scared for what Denim has in mind for you next. And Anne says, oh, I'm not worried. I'll do anything for Denim. <laughs> I don't know why. Yeah. yeah. They've spent maybe like 24 hours together he and so far he's just shouted directions at her. Yeah, he, that's exactly it. He, 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 what, he saved her from gosh, being scolded. He bought her a coffee and an apple. Good You're point. forgetting. Truth. It's the I'm, 30s. I'm just surprised how like protective Jack is. Over yeah. Her, um, he's like, I, I'm scared for you. 
And I, at the same time, I'm a little scared of you. Yeah, Jack's known her for even then, less time than Denim has. He gets, okay, this Here is my favourite scene romance. in the whole movie. Of um, cinema history. <laughs> Driscoll gets a little um, mush mouth. And he says, oh, well, I don't know. Say, uh, I guess I love you. <laughs> and in perfect response to this, Anne says, why, Jack? You hate women. Yes, I do. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but you ain't women. <laughs> and this is the most romantic thing that Anne has ever heard. Because she kisses him. It's the most romantic. It is the romance scene of the movie. <laughs> I know, but you ain't women. I, I wish it it's worked It's up there me. with those famous romantic lines. I wish it worked for me just He's to say. He's looking at you, kid. I think oh, I, I love you. having. <laughs> but now, Jack, you hate women. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I know. I love how he says he's been called out like, yeah, roll eyes. But you ain't women. You're more like one of the boys. (laughs) Anyway, so as uh, Driscoll and Anne are kissing, Driscoll is called away to attend to, you know, his ship duties. And then almost the second that Driscoll walks away. I love that there are people watching him the entire time. (laughs) This exchange, the skipper's there just going, hey, Driscoll. Driscoll, you there? Yeah, I'm here. (laughs) No, he says, are you on deck? And he goes... Oh, I'm on deck, like it's some sort of weird double entendre. <laughs> Driscoll. Yeah, d- do you still hate women? <laughs> oh, I hate women a lot. Oh, I hate women. But she anyway. ain't one. <laughs> Driscoll leaves Anne alone on the deck there, and then almost the second that he walks away, who should pop up over the side of the boat? Oh, jeez. But some of the natives, <laughs> and they grab Anne around the face and pull her off the edge of the boat. How did they even get that high? Were they on each other's shoulders? <laughs> so like, that's that's the question. <laughs> the, the height and scales of this movie is a, is a lot of confusing. Right. I love that the there's a guy looking at the boats and he just sits there and you're like, oh, someone's going to find him. Yeah. No, he's just, he's just sitting there. Yeah, what they have to this guy what? looking over the edge of the boat and it looks like he's looking straight at the natives, but he doesn't react or yeah. do anything at all. Exactly. And for that matter, what about the guys who were watching Driscoll and Anne two minutes well, when earlier? They started, like, when they started kissing, they turned away in embarrassment. <laughs> now, Denim and the captain spot some torchlight activity going on the island, and they're like, oh, what's going on there? It's as busy as election night. Oh, no. Now, Driscoll asked Charlie if he's seen anything. Charlie's like... I love his name is Charlie, by yes. the way. Charlie says, oh, I've not seen nothing for two hours. When will we leave? And then Driscoll looks like he's going to smack him. He holds up his hand as if to say, why I order? <laughs> I love he just gets fed up with him. He's like, ah. Rasha, 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 rasha. And while Charlie's having a look around, he finds one of the native bracelets lying on deck and starts running around yelling, all hands on deck, all hands on deck. He runs up to the captain and says, look, I found this. And the captain's like, what is it? And he goes, it's a bracelet. Crazy black man been here. <laughs> now, at the same time as well, <laughs> they learn that. Anne is missing, and they get a party together to head ashore with all their rifles. Mm. Charlie, this is an actual quote, guys. This is the last time we see Charlie in the movie, but we have an actual quote. He says, me like you go too. But he's automatically told, this is no job for a cook. That's cook. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, I'm sure. Cook. <laughs> me like you go too. Me like you can't you miss me. Ah, this is no job for a cook. Get out of here. Come on. Oh, God. I'm, I can't be- <laughs> Can't feel my heart, right? <laughs> we haven't got to King Kong yet. Now we back in the village. Back in the village, the Kong ceremony is underway, but this time Anne is set up as the bride. Mm. Now the giant gates are open in a very impressive sequence, if you ask very me. Yeah, impressive, it very impressive. It does look very good. And Anne is taken up to a huge altar where she's tied between two pillars. I've got to say, this build-up is really good. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of tension for a moment. <laughs> There's a lot of tension for not a lot of payoff. For We're getting there. Moment. Now the... <laughs> 
The natives shut the giant gates and run up to the top of the walls to watch Anne, who's down below. And they bang a large gong as the chief says a few ceremonial words. And here we go. Uh, Rustling of trees. huge roar sounds over the jungle. <laughs> and the trees start to part in the distance. And who should pop out? You see the shadow to begin with. <laughs> but, oh, jeez. How would you describe King Kong's entrance here? <laughs> to our American listeners uh, who have an ice cream called Cookie Puss, he looks like that. But, um, <laughs> right. I can't think of anything. Here in Australia, we have a weird yogurt called Yogo. Yeah, yes. and the old Yogo ads used to have this stop motion animated gorilla. <laughs> I didn't even it think- almost looked exactly like that. <laughs> yeah, it, it it did not age well. He, like, he's got these huge eyes. That's the most off putting thing. Lo- he's got looks- these huge eyebrows. cartoon character you know eyes. He looks, like? he looks like a kid's toy. Like he looks like the kind of okay. ape toy. That- so we need to say that this is stop motion animation yes. as well. So he's yeah. actually a, a combination <laughs> of stop motion animation. <laughs> Many D showing us a picture of Cookie Puss. He doesn't look anything like Cookie Puss. Cookie Puss looks more like a gorilla than King Kong does. <laughs> the the King Kong himself in the movie looks like one of those like toys that like a twelve year old boy would have, where he'd like fight it with army men or something like that. Like rawr, rawr. What, what basically he, was. what he looks like is uh the the original Donkey Kong video game. That's yeah, a reference a everyone bit. can can get behind. Yeah, a little but bit. if you could Except imagine Donkey that, Kong looked more like a, a gorilla. gorilla. Yeah. Well, if we're gonna say what looks more like a gorilla, I look more like a gorilla than Donkey. You <laughs> certainly do. Now, yeah, he's part puppet as well. So whenever they have a close up of Kong's face, and they have a lot of close ups, it's a giant puppet of a face. <laughs> it was always in a full smile with the eyebrows going up and down like crazy and the whitest teeth you've ever seen. Yeah, this yeah. big grin. And on top of that, I think his teeth change as well. From the, the long shots and the close-up shots, his teeth change. Like, he's got yes. jaguar teeth in the in long, long shots. shots and close human up, teeth in the, in the close-up. He's like a big smiley guy. Going, he does yeah. too. <laughs> this now, Homer Simpson this looking is not. Yes! He looks like Homer Simpson! I've got a better comparison, and I don't want this to sound racist, but this is the only comparison oh, no. I can think Here of. Here we go. If you look up a picture of Louis Armstrong, that's what the close-up face looks like. Jeez, uh, oh, thanks for backing me up there, guys. If you would give me a second, Kieran, I was about to say I respectfully agree with you. <laughs> okay. Now, Anne screams as soon as she sees Kong. Shock and she didn't faint. In one of my favourite shots of the movie as well, Kong raises his eyebrows at her as if to say, Well, hello Whoa. there, honey. Hello, boing, hello. Boing, boing, boing. <laughs> And Anne frees herself from the altar in the only time in the movie where she actually does something productive. But immediately, Kong snatches her up. I don't think we can put into words how dopey Kong is. The way he moves around and, and, and just these awkward He's movements. an idiot. It's he looks weird. so stupid. Now the crew enters the village, guns drawn, and Driscoll is the first person to see the app. And he pulls this hilarious face where he's sort of like grimacing but smiling at the same time. Yeah, it's a weird reaction. It's like, <laughs> Probably the first time the actor saw the, the puppet face. <laughs> and Anne <laughs> is now a Barbie doll in Kong's hand. <laughs> a puppet with a Barbie. And Kong waves at everybody before he leaves and, <laughs> he does and walks awkwardly and rigidly back into the jungle. Yeah. <laughs> he looks like he's uh, <laughs> he's got something lodged up somewhere. Yes, that's how he walks. By the way, I love I love this bit where they, they go through and the the crew pursues Kong. Yeah, they open up the gate and charge into the jungle. And the and the um and the natives look like they're gonna chase them, but we never see the natives again. Well we do yeah. see them again, but Oh we do, you're the right. Natives are like, Whoa, what are they doing? But Get no, they don't they don't God. try and stop God, them at all. This is this is some funny stop motion with King Kong. Like so funny. So our <laughs> heroes are tracking Kong's footprints through the jungle. Talking about everything they see, like a 
Is that a print on the ground? Why, yes, it is. Oh, what's that noise? That's a print, all right. Do you hear that in the distance? The far distance? Walk with me. And they come across a stegosaurus. How does the music go when they're chasing cars? I don't remember. Anyway, so they come across the stegosaurus. And as soon as the stegosaurus looks at them, it charges at them immediately. The violent tendencies of the stegosaurus. Yes. Yeah, the cow of the dinosaur world. Yes. The vegetarian. <laughs> And Denim knocks it out with a gas bomb. So how they make this effect happen is it's stop motion and it's very obviously on a screen with the actors <laughs> yeah, reacting. Yeah, it's a rear projection <laughs> and the actors are pointing and reacting it. Now, after Denim knocks it out with a gas bomb, <laughs> it's lying on the ground and they're like, oh, it's still alive. Let's shoot it. Yeah, shoot it again. So they shoot it and it jumps up it immediately. It up like it just got like a, a shot of adrenaline <laughs> in its heart. <laughs> it's Boom! <laughs> it's, like, it's like the gun woke it up. It's like, hey! And it charges at them again and they shoot it again. This time it falls over dead. And but it's not dead. Yeah, they have a moment where they're walking past it, and they're like, oh, it's still alive. Now, we have to ex- explain how they're walking. Uh, okay. So they're walking on the screen. Yep. The screen it's a rear projection. It's yeah. a rear projection, and they're walking sort of- On the spot. On the spot as the screen moves so past. So Denim and Driscoll are walking side by side, basically. Mm-hmm. And Driscoll is walking back and forth on the spot to make it sort of look like he's realistically walking. But no, Denim doesn't have any issue with it looking <laughs> as fake as possible, because he's just bouncing up and down on the spot like he's- doing Pilates or something. <laughs> and, and, and the film is like zooming in and out and like going in weird angles. It just looks so stupid. And, and moving a little bit too fast for their pace. Yeah, and the Stegosaurus <laughs> looks massive. We already got a taste of it with Kong, but that was one of the first uh, first instances in the film where the, there's the massive size changes yeah. between short scenes. Like the Stegosaurus running at them compared to the Stegosaurus they walked past. So the Stegosaurus, when they shot it initially, was about the size of a rhino. Yeah. And then mm. when they walked past it, it's about... The size of an a double decker bus an elephant from Lord of the Rings yes by the way it's still alive at this point as well and they Thrashing run away. and yeah and Denim's like oh it's a shame it's dead I would have loved to take something like that back with me and then it's tail, tail thrashes thrashing and, and he's like, like run yeah, away come run on away. let's keep going <laughs> they hear Kong hooting in the distance hope you guys get used to this hooting noise oh 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 because it's what you're going to hear for most of the movie mm. and they come by a swamp and almost immediately, they build a raft out of logs and head out across the water. And nearby, a dinosaur pops its head out of the water. Is this a Brachiosaurus or is it a Diplodocus? I don't know. A Diplodocus. They're no basically the same thing. But I well, one's a water animal, one's a land animal, but... No, whatever. no, they're not. Diplodocus and Brachiosaurus are the same. One's slightly bigger than the other, but they're both land animals. Okay. I thought, were. I thought a Diplodocus you're thinking was a, like a... I don't know about dinosaurs. Water ones. Okay. No, you're thinking... Well, like, neither do the makers of this movie, because... No, it's got feet! It's got feet! Yeah, but it's in the water. Yeah, they can swim. I'm sure they I can swim. I guess it was just walking through the water. It was that big. Oh, anyway... Knows. I thought it was a Loch Ness monster. To yeah. yeah, me too. <laughs> There's a big conspiracy theory about that as well, that they reckon that the Loch Ness monster photograph was inspired by this movie. Would not be shocked. It just looks I like I thought you were going to say that they actually the filmed the, the, the Loch Ness the, monster. I was like, I don't, the Loch Ness monster photograph was faked anyway. Everybody yeah. knows that. The dinosaur knocks the raft over and proceeds to throw crew members around with its mouth. Again, <laughs> another leaf-eating dinosaur yes. <laughs> attacking people. Well, it continues to attack them because the surviving crew members make it to shore. And if you could imagine uh, a Brachiosaurus charging as fast as it can across land. Oh my god, this thing this made me laugh so hard. <laughs> as it chases a bunch of screaming and wailing men. <laughs> this rigid movement of this thing. 
And I love it how this one guy climbs up a tree. There's this I animal I'll whose get up the head tree. is about the same height as the top of the tree and he yeah. decides to climb up just so it can pluck him out of the tree as easy as can be. <laughs> and this guy is eaten by a herbivore. Yep. Now, after they get away from this dinosaur by distracting it with one of their own men, the camera crew finally catches up with Kong. Who's uh, one of them get stabbed by a tree? Yeah, one of them runs full on into a tree branch. <laughs> Boom! What an idiot! <laughs> like, he comes around a corner just straight into a tree branch. Yeah, and you're, and you're left thinking, like, where does Denim get these guys? They're the toughest men I've ever seen. Yeah, they're the kind of guys who will sign up to go on a ship the, uh, where the... they have no idea where they're going. Certainly the dumbest. <laughs> Kong has placed Anne in a tree for safekeeping. And something that we learn pretty quickly in this movie is whenever Kong puts Anne down, something bad is going to happen to her. Kong goes and <laughs> he finds the camera crew. They're all, the they're all scrambling across a log, across a ravine. <laughs> this Kong's like, I'm not having this. So he picks up he, the log. He's given him a fun ride. <laughs> and he shakes it up and down. And we have a shot of every single man who's on that log, except for Driscoll, who snakes down a, a vine into a nearby cave. And Carl, from, who's for some reason not there. He just disappears. But every single crewman who's on this yep. log has a shot of them tumbling down into a ravine and, and hitting the ground. Oh my god, I can't believe it. Twelve people, I believe I'm, you said. I missed it before. Every single one of these guys and a guy who, he was in the water before when um, the Loch Ness Monster was attacking them. Yes. They all scream like girls. They all go, ah! Yeah, like one of the, ah! I think one of them Did wasn't... We- in the water before, one of them wasn't even being attacked. He was being saved by one of his friends. <laughs> man, like, and then he oh, went. Oh, and then he went. Oh, he went under, going ah! like did, he was doing his best Faye Ray impression. Did we really need an individual shot of every single one of these guys falling going? down? No, we didn't. What? But all, we still have all twelve of them. <laughs> By the way, they have a deleted scene here, which has never been recovered, where the men survive the fall to the bottom of the ravine, and they're immediately eaten by spiders. That'd been cool. Stop motion spiders. By the way... Is that why all those giant bugs were included? The remake, yeah. In the Peter Jackson one? Peter Jackson, using the storyboards and some of the original models, recreated this scene, and you can actually find it on YouTube. Truth. It was my favourite scene of the remake. I hated that scene. Well, Peter Jackson did a perfect recreation of what the original scene was supposed to look like. Because, yeah, the guy, Chef... Charlie. Charlie, who was French was in- and Andy Circus, Yeah, was included in that scene. Was and eaten got by it- like a xenomorph. Yeah, got his head eaten by some big s- sea slug or something. It was, that th- it was probably the anyway, only reason. Anyway, we're not reviewing that movie. Yeah, true. But yes, yeah, so you can, if you look it up on YouTube, you can find a recreation of that scene. It's very entertaining to watch because you can imagine what uh, a lot of little stop motion men would look like being torn apart <laughs> by yeah. spiders. The whole reason that they cut that scene out was because the audience at the time thought it was so disturbing that most of them left, most of the test audience left, Mm. and the rest of them, when the screening was over, all they could talk about was that scene with the spiders. They were like, oh, the movie was was okay, but that scene with the spiders was just too much. So the directors were like, that's it, we're losing that scene, burn it up, we're never going to use it again. No one in the future will ever restore it. Disappointing. Yeah, it's a damn shame. Oh, you should see it. You can watch it. I I will. By the way, after all this chaos... Driscoll is hiding, yes, in a nearby cave, and Kong's trying to grab at him. He spends He ages. outsmarts him. Yeah. Kong outsmarts I Jack. I feel like it takes five minutes where Kong is just yeah. leaning down, grabbing at Jack Driscoll. This whole thing, yeah. It and goes Driscoll's on for stabbing ages. at his hand, and this goes on and on. And just to liven up the scene a bit, a weird lizard, lizard? with no legs, he's just got arms and a tail, is climbing up a vine towards Driscoll. Driscoll looks down and goes, oh, is that a weird lizard climbing towards me? So he gets out his knife and cuts the vine, <laughs> and the lizard just drops down to his death. Yeah, n- no- What no, was going on there? No reason. I guess it's building suspense. I'm not sure. Oh, 
At this point, yeah, I was... I don't know. My I, face was twisted with confusion. I, I would have been more about running away, which is, to be honest, kind of what Anne should have been about. Well, speaking yeah. of Anne, <laughs> yeah. she's up in top of a tree, so she can't run anywhere, but she's being approached by a T-Rex. T-Rex, with by the way. With a massive head. With a huge head, tiny arms, huge legs, doesn't this tiny body. And it sounds like such a puss, doesn't it? When it comes from... It doesn't have a big roar. You expect to hear... You expect to hear the Jurassic Park roar, don't you? Yeah. You expect to hear like that. But no, it comes around and it's like. like someone stepped on a cat's tail. <laughs> and then pitched it down. And enjoyed it. it. The cat enjoyed it. Yeah, like. <laughs> and she starts screaming and Kong's like, is that Anne? And he comes running and there's this great moment where Kong is like running like a man through the forest. I'm coming! Leaping over a giant logs. <laughs> <laughs> and Kong and the T-Rex have a fight. That takes forever. If, if you can call it a fight. Oh. By the way, this was the fight that the two directors choreographed. In it's film. literally like watching two really, really drunk girls at a club like have at each you other. Know what? I thought the fight scene <laughs> Just was, like, was well done. There's a lot of punches. A bit, a bit long. But like, I think it was well done. Yeah, but how many punches did Kong actually land on the Maybe T-Rex? Two. <laughs> now, during the scuffle as well, the tree that Anne's hiding in is knocked over, and Anne's leg is pinned underneath the, the fallen log. Because for a while I was like, what's Anne doing? And yeah, I was the same. Was I was like, like trapped. if I was in her position, I would be so far out of there. And um, to skip forward a little bit, here's a scene that's in the in the remake. <laughs> to skip forward a bit, maybe five minutes. The fight's still going, but yes, this is something they reference in the remake. Kong rips the T-Rex's jaws apart. That is violent. Yeah, I like that. And there's a little moment as well, because of course the T-Rex is defeated at this moment. For a second, <laughs> Kong is holding its head like a puppet, like he goes, rah, 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 with he the, like, the T-Rex mouth. Before that, just before he does that, he hops on its back like he's at a T-Rex rodeo. And, he's, and rides he's, it. he's holding the top, the front of its jaw, and riding it around going, <laughs> and his other arm swinging in the air like, yeah. And he finally gets it on the ground. <laughs> Snaps his jaw. But the thing is, he didn't kill it. No, it's still alive. It's still alive. It's still breathing and bleeding yeah. profusely. And it's just lying there, like, opening its mouth. After he oh. uses it as a, as a puppet, which, yes. for some reason, is something he likes maybe, to do. Maybe yes. he didn't Everything he, he kills. <laughs> now, play with it a little bit. Yeah. In a scene that everybody knows, pounds his chest and roars and then picks up Anne. And then we have this shot of him smiling at her. With his big human yeah. teeth. If you can imagine the troll face, that's Kong's face 24-7 from now on whenever he's with Anne. <laughs> yep. T'was Kong killed the T-Rex. Oh. Driscoll uses a vine to climb back up out of the cave that he was trapped in for ages. And who's up there waiting for him but Denim? By the way, I love that Denim comes running into the scene going, Driscoll! Driscoll! Oh, wait, there could be 20 Driscolls in this forest. Jack Driscoll! <laughs> anyway, so Driscoll tells Denim to go and get more gas grenades because he's like, we're going to need them. They've got no survival tact at this point. How Let's many split up. It's like, yeah. yeah how how many, will I know where you are? I'll think of something. How many like, I'll dinosaur- make some sort of noise so you'll know where I'm at. How many people this have never died? Happens. How many dinosaurs have they run into? <laughs> like, it's to show Driscoll is brave. Driscoll's like, I'll go save the girl from yes. the 20-foot giant ape. You go get the grass grenades. Through that jungle of dinosaurs. What what if something happens to you, Driscoll? I'll be all right. And then there's this moment while Denim's running away. I'll be all right. I hate women. Yeah. (laughs) There's this moment while Denim's running away where he pauses and looks back at Driscoll sort of longingly (laughs) and then sort of looks like he wants to go after him, but he's like, oh, no, I'll go and get the gas grenades. No, just waste time. (laughs) It's like... (laughs) 
It's almost like he's just... This he's movie think, needs to be longer. He's thinking, no, now's not the time, Denim. Make you move later. <laughs> Wait until he comes back. Now, Driscoll walks past the T-Rex, who... <laughs> the T-Rex is being pecked at by a vulture. But a, it's still alive! A plasticine vulture, yeah, and it's still breathing! Yeah. Mm. Nothing dies in this movie except the men, the crew. Yes. And no spoilers. Okay, so... <laughs> back at the ship. Denim tells the captain that he wants to attempt to capture King Kong, whether they get a signal from Driscoll or not. He's like, no matter what, we're going to find that ape and capture it. So Kong takes Anne back to his cave home. His pad. His pad, yes. So it's a big... <laughs> Kong's bachelor pad. It's a big cave in the side of Skull Mountain. <laughs> Snake fist pad. <laughs> and uh, they're being closely followed by Driscoll the whole time. Mm. Now, of course... Yeah, how the hell does he keep up with Kong? Oh, he's, he's amazing. Now, he's Kong... Kong places Anne down in a safe place, and we know what's going to happen here because Kong's put Anne down. The second he puts her down, he hasn't even like lifted his fingers away from placing her down. Yeah, he turned She's around. Immediately attacked by here we go an elasmosaurus. Oh, that's actually a thing. Oh, yes, I thought it was a plesiosaur. No, but it was an elasmosaurus. Yeah, close. It's a snake-like dinosaur with tiny little legs. Yeah. I thought it was a snake to begin with, but I was like... Yeah, so on, did I. Got, like, you saw legs. the massive long neck, and it's, uh, when I was watching it, I saw the massive long neck come out and the, the snake head towards there, and I'm like, oh, of course, this is <laughs> this will just complete the movie. A, gi- <laughs> a giant snake attacks well, her as well. <laughs> in Godzilla vs. King Kong, King Kong actually fights an octopus. Yeah, yes, Uku, or Uko. Yes. Oh, whatever it's called. Yes, I've watched that. I was actually expecting an octopus in this movie. I was a little disappointed that it wasn't it. By the way, King Kong in Godzilla vs. King Kong was more realistic. Maybe we should have been reviewing King Kong <laughs> vs. Godzilla. <laughs> no. I actually really enjoy that movie now that I think about it. Anyway, so as you'd expect, Kong comes back to rescue Anne from the Elasmosaurus, and he beats it by smashing it on the ground. Oh, don't you love that? He gives it a bit of a shake as yeah. well. He picks it up like, a, like it's a big sack and just... Boom, boom. Yeah, and yes, to check it, just to check play, with, play with it. Imagine Ooh. this. It's a snake-like creature. He holds it sort of like at his waist level and then shakes it, flops it up and down. Yeah, very suggestively. <laughs> Kong carries Anne up to the peak of Skull Mountain and Anne, being the strong woman that she is, faints on the spot. Mm-hmm. And now here we go, guys. Here we go. Here's a bit of hanky-panky. While she's passed out, Kong picks her up and starts peeling off her clothes. And underneath her dress oh. is apparently like a full conservative outfit. Yeah, more clothes. <laughs> but apparently this was too suggestive and was yeah. cut out after the initial uh, screening. Sexy music plays as well when he's taking her clothes off. Mm. What was the deal with that? I don't know what as an audience we're supposed to feel at this point. I just think it's funny, but... Titillated. Uh, is it? Is, is he... <laughs> we're supposed to be tickled. I never got if he was in love with her or not or what, what the deal with that was. I never understood They that. don't really delve into that, but it's sort of suggested. Because when she wakes up... Kong proceeds to tickle her. Yes. And every time he tickles her, the same horn notes play. It's like... (laughs) 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 This goes on for a little while. And then when he's done... (laughs) When he's done... When he's done tickling her, <laughs> what does he do? He holds his two fingers up to his nostrils and gives them a big sniff, and it looks very suggestive. His nostrils move as well. Yes, I love the not just the move, but he smiles. They and he smiles when he sniffs his fingers. It's like his he, two fingers. He takes such pleasure in smelling his fingers that his nostrils move independently. <laughs> like one nostril goes up and another it. one goes up. There's a, there's a Puppeteer and it in charge looks, of the nostrils. <laughs> it looks just Go, as Charlie. Rude. <laughs> <laughs> 
this is the big sniffing finger scene. It looks just as crude as we're describing it. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. It looks dodgy. <laughs> Driscoll, who's watching nearby, knocks over a giant rock, which alerts Kong, who immediately puts Anne down. As soon as that Come happens. on, Kong. Yeah, as usual. He puts Anne down to run off and investigate. And again, he barely has even turned his back. A pterodactyl swoops down and, and snatches up Anne. <laughs> Isn't that right? <laughs> like, it was literally... We're not exaggerating here. It's like two or three seconds yes, tops. Not even a beat. When he, he leaves like the, the room and a pterodactyl goes... All these things grabs her. All these things are just waiting for Kong just to turn his back. I love his expression. Like as when when he turns around, realizes the pterodactyl's got out. He's like, "Oh jeez, like, what like, are you doing?" Oh god! And he looks literally, literally fed up too. Like he's like, "I've had the worst day. So like, I've done this like four times now. Come on!" Because he's got such little legs, he and just then- waddles over to the pterodactyl like to try to like, "Hey, get back here!" In a really weird moment, like he grabs the pterodactyl basically as soon as it goes to fly away, and then. He's sort of... Yeah, so the pterodactyl looks at it. Oh, shit, here comes Kong. (laughs) (laughs) He sort of pins it to the ground. So imagine this. King Kong straddles the, the pterodactyl. He climbs right on top of the pterodactyl <laughs> and he's sort of slamming it on the ground. Imagine how this looks to us, the audience. Yeah. And at the same time, the pterodactyl is pecking at his mouth, but in retaliation, Kong is biting at the pterodactyl's beak. So... <laughs> It looks really awkward, to say the least. Yeah. I want to know how the how the two directors uh, <laughs> <laughs> created Choreographed this, this scene, yes. <laughs> and then he'd bite his mouth, something like this. <laughs> Maybe yeah. a little bit of tongue. Hey, Matt, marry him. What's get, happening? Get, give me a hand. Give me a hand. Like this. What's <laughs> happening here? Oh, we're choreographing our next fight scene <laughs> with the pterodactyl. <laughs> anyway, so Kong kills the pterodactyl in a matter of seconds. And while he's distracted, Driscoll rescues Anne... Some reason goes down a vine. Yeah, and they like. The way let's not go back the way we came. That where all the monsters sense. are dead. Let's scale the mountainside on a vine. But Kong sees them and goes, "Hey, what are you guys up to?" And then starts pulling the vine back up towards him. Half expecting like there to be like scars tied together and just Kong's underwear, heart shaped <laughs> underwear. It's like. Whoa. <laughs> but they let go before Kong can reach them. And if they could jump off before, if it, if it wasn't that why didn't much they just leap off they, the cliff? Yeah, yeah. why didn't they just leap off the cliff? Again, it seems a lot higher. It's the highest peak yeah, in the, in the at, island. They're but at the tippy top of Skull Mountain. It, it doesn't seem like that far when they jump off. Well, we have this great shot here where I think they gave Carl's nephew, Timmy, the camera and said, hey, you're going to fil- film the special <laughs> effects in this scene because <laughs> we have a shot of two dolls falling into a bathtub, basically. Yeah, I'm shocked in the background. You couldn't hear. Whee! Now, Anne and Driscoll swim to the surface of the lake, and we have, like, a full-on cleavage shot yeah. from Anne. You really liked that. I was shocked by it. I was like, wow, I've never seen that much boob in a 30s movie. Oh, my. Not one for general audiences, anyway. You love it. It seems like Kong gave up at this point. Like, yeah. They jumped off, and he looked down, you know, a bit annoyed, but then he went... And then went back into his cave. He went back to the pterodactyl. <laughs> now, the rest of the crew are waiting by the, the giant wall and the giant gate in the native village, waiting for dawn, waiting for the, a signal of some sort. But here comes Anna Driscoll. They come running up. And the crew's like, you look like you've been through a traumatic experience. Here, have some booze. So they pull out this flask of booze and like, here, drink up. Quick, drink up. This will make you feel better. Anyway, after the movie for me (laughs) and as they go to leave Denim's like stop don't you guys remember your promise we've got to catch Kong alive we've got to to finish the film and Driscoll's like you're nuts what are you talking about and Denim's like we've got something that's more valuable than any movie ever made yeah we'll be rich goddammit rich band of millionaires 
I'll share it with all of you. Now, Kong. if only Kong was around and right on cue, who should come charging through the jungle? But good old Kong himself. He wants his girlfriend back. He wants his Barbie doll. And so the camera crew rings the gong, summoning the natives. And oh, this scene where oh, the natives are scrambling to come and shut the gate. <laughs> we have one native, one very excited native. <laughs> Who jumps from the balcony of his hut. Instead of getting the ladder. Instead of climbing down the ladder, he jumps from the balcony, lands flat on his back next to a chicken coop. (laughs) And in a split second of landing next to it, he opens up the chicken coop, jumps on top of the chickens, and then simultaneously his wig gets caught (laughs) on the chicken coop and is pulled off the top of his head. And so he's there sort of grabbing at his wig while he's rolling around in like a flock of chickens. (laughs) (laughs) And they kept it for the movie. And you can see his wig attached. To the chicken mm-hmm. I had to show off. I had to show Matty D and Kyle this scene in detail, but it is my favorite shot of the whole movie. I couldn't believe this. Really? Like, this is the most hilarious thing I've ever seen. <laughs> <One> of, <laughs> actually, no, we haven't gotten through. Well, we Kong got- arrives at the big gate and everyone's trying to hold it closed, but within a matter of moments, Kong smashes through it. Yeah, you, you wonder why Kong hasn't done this before. Yeah. He hasn't been enraged enough. Yeah, I suppose not. Everyone makes a run for it. This what, is they actually- give him a villager every now and again and he's all yeah, right? Yeah, they do. I don't know what he does with them, but... Mm. I think he eats them, right? <laughs> oh, well, He's got plenty, so. of, plenty of things to eat out there. Why does he need? Why does he need a little of a, a little villager woman? I like this shot here of him smashing through the gate and everyone running for it. It's a famous shot in the movie. Yeah, it, it doesn't, doesn't look good. Yeah, it doesn't look good. It doesn't look good, but. It's again, iconic. Um, again, honestly, the set is I think, really good. I think just yeah, anything. To if you do ignore with... that massive stop motion animatronic ape, then yep. the the shot looks really good. Look, anything to do with this big gate and wall, gate and wall that they've got, and the set surrounding you know the outside of it, it probably the biggest points I can give this yes. movie. Now everyone runs away from Kong. The whole village is on scramble alert. Oh my god, Mammy, Mammy grabs her and tucks her kids under her arms. Okay, and... so there's a there's a hefty <laughs> native woman. Who's running it, screaming with children tucked under arms with a coconut bra? I don't know why. With a coconut bra. I don't know why I Kyle really decided to call her Mammy. <laughs> because I've there's seen... A clash, there's a clash of cultures in this uh, native tribe. Sometimes they're like Hawaiian. Yeah. Like savages. Yeah. Don't know what they know. Now, we have a shot as well, which Peter Jackson apparently really loves because he used it in Lord of the Rings as well, of a child sitting amongst all the chaos, crying and helpless, and he's rescued at the last moment before he's stepped on by Kong. Oh, if you God, remember as well... What movie hasn't done that? Yeah, I, saw exactly. that I saw that in Batman versus Superman like two days ago. There's a scene where a town is ravaged in Lord of the Rings. I think it was in the two towers there's a little kid who's like mommy and then someone rescues him i think it even happened in like dragon ball z yeah it's definitely happened probably more than once i mean that's almost becoming a trope now absolutely now it turns out that spears are useless against kong he basically uses them as toothpicks well they're very slow traveling spears (laughs) yes and uh we also have a moment where kong comically bites one of the natives to death yeah because he picks him up it's it's a stop motion little Mm -hmm. native and he pops him in his mouth and then we have a shot of the puppet kong face with a real man hanging over his <laughs> mouth going, ah! and then within a second he's dead. He dies in his mouth. like He holds his arms out and goes, oh, and then just flops like a puppet. He chews him, <laughs> and then he pulls him out of his he mouth. He doesn't even chew him, him, he's just holding him. But yeah, the long shot, the stop motion one, chews him, pulls him out, and then just chucks him on the ground like he's say, a piece look- of rubbish. It looked better as stop motion than it did having the actual yes. guy in the puppet mouth. So we have more chaos and hilarity around the, the village, including two natives who are mauled and then stepped on by Kong. We just have this shot of a giant foot squashing these two guys into mud. And, yeah. they, and they must have liked this shot because Kong pulls somebody out a window and does it again. Yeah! So there's this moment where Kong's walking past a hut. A guy flies out of a window, lands on the ground, 
And then Kong just walks over and mashes his foot on him. Doesn't he put one? And then the- he looks up. There's a man standing in the window, waving his <laughs> arms above his head, going, Woo! And then Kong grabs him, throws him on the ground, and then mashes him into the ground. As I, thought, well. I thought he put one of them in his mouth first and then put yeah, him on the, the ground. Yeah, the first guy. The yeah. first guy mauls him first. But he's still alive. He wanted yeah. to squish him first. <laughs> wow. This movie, Jesus Christ. And this is a big. Powerful, really tough. This is te- this is the monst- scariest horror movie like, ever made. Massively powerful I mean, monster. It's a lot of action who, going on here. In the next scene, is taken down in yeah. about. So two seconds. we cut to the beach, and Kong appears on the beach, looking, chasing the camera crew, looking for his girlfriend. He's like, Rawr! and then Denim's like, "I'll get him!" And he hurls a single gas grenade at Kong. It goes it. off, and Kong passes out. Kong That's becomes it. like a the drunk guy at a nightclub. Yeah. He can't stand up. He's looking at the guys going, nah! And then... Grabs at his throat, collapses on the sand. Boom. Kong's down. And Denim declares everybody millionaires. We're all millionaires! I'll share it with everybody. This is King Kong, the eighth wonder of the world. Yes. And I really like this transition here, because yeah. as soon as he says... Kong, the eighth one of the world. We transition back to New York. We don't see how they get him back to New York, but we see a sign immediately that says, King Kong, eighth one of the world, in huge lights. And then underneath, what does it say? By Carl Denham. By Carl Denham. So this is the show. They're going to put Kong on Broadway. Now thousands and thousands of people are flocking to see Kong. Snooty. Yes. And they've paid upwards of 20 bucks to see $20. Kong. $20. God. They're complaining about how much they spent. Now, would you like to know how much $20 USD is worth now? I would. Can I guess? Yeah, go and guess. 400 Close. $361. Oh, there you go. God. Can you imagine paying $361 to see anything? If it, like if, your favourite band. All right. I don't can, know. Nah, look. The look, best movie ever made. How about this? Had I known there was a 60-foot ape, I would think $360 is pretty cheap. But nobody, really? nobody knew that. All they knew is that Carl... Carl had made a thing. Yeah. yeah they thought it was one, a film. One woman thought it was a film. actually a woman who's disappointed that it isn't a film. Yeah, if that was the case, then I'd say, no, I'm not going. But if I... If, <laughs> I would some think very in-jokes there. In-jokes. Uh, talking about like the audience. I mean, well, twenty dollars now. You'd spend that much on food. I feel if like you go, they're making fun of their audience. I don't know. I don't know what's going on here because the movie suddenly attempts humor. Yeah. Because there's this gag. Where, <laughs> really, I was laughing the whole way. Yeah, through. I was definitely laughing. But was that supposed to be funny? At this point, I was like, "Is it, hold on? Is this movie supposed to be funny?" Because they're sitting in the audience, and one man turns to a woman and says, "Apparently, it's supposed to be a giant ape." The woman is sort of knocked over by another man who brushes past her and she goes, Oh, haven't we got enough with those in New York already? <laughs> <laughs> it's funny when the movie tries to be Yeah, amusing, it doesn't need to try. It just falls flat. It doesn't, need to, it doesn't need to try. It's already doing it well. At the big reveal of Kong, uh, Anne and Driscoll are there and they're all dressed up in their best clothes. <laughs> Driscoll's in a suit. Mm. He doesn't seem to be used to wearing a suit. He's almost unrecognisable. And he hates it too. He like pulls at his yeah, collar. He's like, oh, look at me in this monkey suit. I'm such a man's you man. You think I'd run around killing dinosaurs all day? <laughs> now, Denim says that they're going to make $10,000 a night. I didn't work out the inflation on that one, so don't ask me. No point. Because all they're going to do is just show Kong to a live audience in chains and people are just going to sit there and look at him. Yeah. <laughs> That's the big plan. Now, Denim comes out on stage and introduces Kong. The curtains part and then we see that Kong himself is chained to a huge platform. Chrome chain, so it's all good. Yeah, yeah. Oh, thank God for that, yeah. He's sort of subdued. So, Denim says, oh, don't worry, Anne. He's nowhere near the ferocious beast that you saw back on Skull Island. He's, mm. he's much more subdued now. So, Denim invites Anne out onto the stage, describing her as the bravest woman he's ever met, and followed by her now fiancé. When did this happen? When did this happen? On the ship, Her maybe? future husband, John... <laughs> <laughs> While they her were future dang- husband, 
John Driscoll. Well, that would dangle. Who? Maybe, <laughs> maybe, yeah. maybe he met Jack's brother and they fell in love because he treats her better than Jack. No, wait, it's the same guy. <laughs> so, yes, he actually calls Jack John here, but we can all relax and agree that Jack yeah. is an alternative name for John. It's yeah. like a I mean, nickname of see, John. See, I did not Didn't know really that. Didn't really need to because do that, but... John F. Kennedy was referred to as Jack Kennedy. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jack and really? John. No, I've never heard... I've it's ne- less so done now. Jim I was going to say, I've never same. heard JFK referred to as Jack. <laughs> Jack Kennedy. Really? No. Okay. Um, I didn't yeah, even know I, I, that was a thing. I enjoyed this presentation. It was as nice. brief as it was. As yeah. brief as it was. I feel like they were, the plan was to tell the story of their adventures. Yeah, I think that background. was what was going to happen. Like They were all going to stand in front of Kong and say, and, and then, then there this. was another dinosaur, and then there was another dinosaur. <laughs> and I love how Denim also glosses over the death of 12 of their crewmates yeah. as well. Yeah. Yeah, he just says it so Like, the briefly. families could be sitting there in the front row bawling their eyes out, and he's just like, oh, now he's you'll be like, able to see the thing that 12 <laughs> men died over. See this giant monkey up here? And it was all worthwhile. 12 of our... Uh... <laughs> yeah, and I bet they don't see a single dollar. Of course not. They were weak, they died. Yeah, unlucky for them. Now, the press comes out and starts to take photos of Kong. Kong, Kong starts freaking out. He is none too flashes. happy. This is a famous scene. Yeah. Yeah. He roars, and Denim assures everyone, look, it's quite safe. Those chains are chrome steel. And then as soon as he says that, Kong just yeah. snaps the chains in two. He could have said, those those chains are rubber bands. Those yeah. chains are plasticine that I molded this morning. <laughs> you remember when that Kong, when that giant monkey broke an, an animal's jaw or when he bashed open a door? Yeah, like the, the that giant... That was chrome steel. <laughs> the giant thousand-year-old door that's designed to keep him out. As opposed to aluminium steel. Or any other kind of steel that isn't chrome. Anyway, Kong escapes. Yeah, he just rips off the chains like he's ripping off, you know, he's taking bandages. Off his, he's yeah. taking off his weight belt. Yeah. <laughs> And he's going loony around New York. Just being a dick, too. Yeah. He chases after Anne and Driscoll because apparently he's under the impression that Driscoll is attacking Anne mm. because they're holding each other. Mm. Outside the theatre, there's a man who, of course, slams into the theatre with a car. I don't <laughs> know what the deal with that is. Shoddy. He really uh, wanted to make the show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're late. Bang. <laughs> and yeah, Kong immediately picks up a man and bites him to death. And we have another close-up shot of him in his mouth going, Ah! And, and then flop. climbs up a skyscraper because he sees a screaming woman up there. I think he thinks that it's Anne. Now, through a window, Kong spies a sleeping woman. Oh, my God. Sleeping peacefully in her yeah. bed. And then he reaches in, grabs her upside down out of the bed, and then outside the building, he's hanging onto the side. Like, he inspects her and he's like, you're not Anne. You're not Anne. And then just very slowly <laughs> drops her. her go. And we have a shot of her plummeting towards the ground. Butterfingers. What a jerk. Yeah. Anne and Driscoll go back to their apartment, <laughs> and Driscoll's like, you're safe in here, back in my apartment. There's no way that Kong could ever find us here. And then as soon as he says this, oh, in the window, almost big, Frankenstein style. big grinning oh face God. through the window. His face appears. <laughs> this is so he's like funny. mugging for the camera, like opening his mouth and smiling and wiggling his eyebrows. <laughs> hey, guys, what's going on? Driscoll, Anne, at the same Anne? time, is comforting Anne, saying, everything's going to be all right now. There's no way that you'll ever see that Kong character again. Smash! A huge arm comes flying through through the window. And he tries to hit it with a chair. Driscoll tries to hit it with a chair. <laughs> the chair broke even before he touched Kong. And then <laughs> the second that the chair breaks apart, Driscoll passes out on the floor. Yeah. And Anne, as useless as she is, Can't lies on the bed while Kong drags it towards the window. And she's just like, oh, whatever oh, could I do? I can't get off this bed. <laughs> could I get up and run? Never. And he snatches her up and pulls her out the window. Another iconic scene. Yeah. 
The yeah, big exactly. hand through the window. Now he climbs up to the roof, Kong that is, and as soon as he gets up there, he's like, yeah, sick of this, and he climbs back down. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no reason. Back and to I street lo- level. I love that uh, Denim and Brisk- Drisco come to the- come Driscoll. To the- Driscoll. Not Brisco. Sorry. Driscoll. Jack and Denim reach the okay. top of the building, and they're like, where's Kong? Oh, he went back down, and like, oh. <laughs> and then Driscoll's like, get some searchlights, that'll distract him. Oh, jeez. That never comes back into it. No. Now, back on the ground, Kong is a massive jerk. Because he sees a train go past and he's like, what's this? And he climbs up onto the train track, smashes it. He sort of has a moment where he peeks <laughs> up and he's like, oh, there's a train coming. And the conductor's face is priceless. <laughs> oh my God, he's like terrified face. <laughs> he, sees, he sees a hole in the track and then just before the train reaches the hole, <laughs> I love this, Kong Karen. sticks his head up in the hole just and grins say, at the it train. It was me. <laughs> Hello. It was me. Hey, yeah. <laughs> And then the train's derailed, and he throws it on the ground and proceeds to punch it while everyone inside suffers. Mm-hmm. And then when he's finished harassing the train, he climbs up yet another building. I think it's the same one again, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, over the radio, our heroes, question mark, uh, learn that <laughs> Kong is heading to the Empire State Building. And they're all, like, scratching their chins at this point, going, what the, do we do? Yeah. The tallest How building do we in deal York? with something like this? Yeah, they're all like, there's no way we can reach him up on a building that high. Can we get the the tallest person we know? No, no, he's not even tall enough for a building. Can we get our really long guns and fire up at him? No, no, we can't do that. And then Driscoll says, there's one thing we haven't tried. Planes. And everyone snaps their fingers and goes, The police chief is there and he jumps (laughs) up from his desk rockets off his chair. Good idea. Let's go right now. Why didn't I think of that? You're a genius, Driscoll. Sergeant, get all your planes. And so a squad of four of them. Yeah, a squad of four planes approach Kong, who's at the top of the Empire State Building. And the pilots all wait until Kong has put down Anne. As we know, nothing good ever happens when Kong puts down Anne. Mm Mm-hmm. Before they fly in and make their move. And their move is to swoop him one by one while shooting at him. And just mainly annoy him more than anything. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's sort of hard to tell with the black and white, but he he gets progressively more and more wounds on him each time they fly past. Yeah. Now, one stupid pilot gets a little bit too close to Kong. (laughs) What a loser. And Kong snatches him out of the sky and then flings him down the side of the building. (laughs) Yeah, and he goes hitting every ridge on the way down. Yes. Now, here, in an almost touching moment, an almost touching okay, moment. Okay, wh- where is this moment? Yeah, right. Kong looks like he wants to snatch up Anne and then go down the building. He picks her up, and then he sort of has this weird look across his face, uh, um, different from all the other weird looks <laughs> that he has across <laughs> his face, and then puts her back down and looks a little bit sad. So, he sort of accepts the fact that he's going to die. Yeah, this is it. In a moment, it's almost alien to this movie. Yeah, definitely. Mm. I'm too busy laughing. Yes. <laughs> I gotta oh, say. Yeah, but all. on top of that, it's the best acting in the movie. Yes. Easily. Easily the best acting. <laughs> so he stands there and continues to get shot by the planes until eventually mm. he grabs at his throat, and loses his grip, and tumbles down the side <laughs> of the building. Puts the, puts like the back s- of his hand on his forehead yes. and goes, Oh, dear, I've got the vapors. Does, does his best Anne impression. <laughs> pulls, pulls his right leg out and now, falls. Like a sack there's of potatoes. This, uh, there's this really majestic shot where he's tumbling down in slow motion. No, that doesn't happen at all. He has this really undignified death <laughs> where he hits like every... <laughs> Every single floor on the Empire State Building on the way down. You really want to hear it go like, dunk, 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 dunk. Like a rag doll. Yes. And it's pathetic. You're laughing at this majestic creature dying. (laughs) Majestic. Wait for the line. Oh, here we go. Driscoll, as soon as Kong's feet have basically slipped off the building, Driscoll pops out a door on top of the Empire State Building and goes, Anne, I'm here! Oh, thank goodness, you're okay. And they embrace on top of the Empire State Building. And Probably down married on, up there. St- yeah, down on street level, Denim uh, approaches the dead Kong, and a policeman's standing there and he goes, Well, Denim, the airplane's got him. 
and Denim turns to the policeman and says, eyebrows. No, it was beauty that killed the beast. Oh, man, that line. I love it. And nobody says anything. And Credits and roll. Until and Denim looks into the distance. The end. That was King Kong. Yeah. There you go. King Kong. Was an hour and 40 minutes. Felt like 15. Yeah, yeah. this movie felt really short. I Flew watched it twice by. in two days. Flew by. And it felt like it was a like a YouTube video each time. Yep. Yeah. It's incredible. I can't believe this. We really should get into what we thought of this movie and then what our picks for this season are for that matter as well. Yeah. I'll fly by that as well because uh, I've made my mind up. I don't know about wow. you. Wow. First then. Cause Who been... wants to approach this one first? Give it to me. Mm-hmm. I'll do I'll Okay, Kyle. Do you think King Kong is a contender? for the best movie ever made. Absolutely not. <laughs> no, God, no. Of course, I could never say that. that m- it would never, it would never be considered the best movie ever made. Maybe in 1933, it really wowed people. And, you know, it deserves... used to seeing stop motion. Yeah, I mean, honest to God, it, it deserves, it deserves its... <laughs> Acclaims. Like I said earlier, King Kong, he's the granddaddy of horror monsters. Like, he is the... He's the... <laughs> no, yeah. Honest to God, he's the big guy. Like, he's the one everybody aspires to be. He wants to be a mem- as memorable... Godzilla was based on this guy. Yeah. You want to be as memorable yeah. as King Kong. Fallout. Like, very few monsters like have been movie. able to do that. Maybe Godzilla, maybe Jaws. But other than that, many... No one's been able to live up to the hype of King Kong. He set the standard in 1933. So, it does not play well in 2016 unfortunately now i've got to ask the big questions mm? would you watch this movie again uh yes would you recommend it to other people yes for all the wrong reasons though did you enjoy yourself when you watched it yeah movie? did you enjoy yourself when you watched it yes but, it, but it's Kieran, not a contender Kieran, for all the wrong reasons that's true yes i enjoyed myself because it was funny the movie's so dated it's this is ridiculous. a man that enjoys the nutty professor oh, shut up it's so dated. It is so dated that it's funny. That's what's good about yeah. this movie. Would I recommend it? Yes, because of that. But there is so much wrong with it as well. Like everything. <laughs> everything. Yeah, like acting. Except for the sets. Acting? What acting? King Kong? He looked ridiculous. Racism? Everywhere. <laughs> S- sexism? Everywhere. The movie's based on sexism. Yes. I, watching this movie, I almost yeah. thought, I thought it was a parody of 1930s movies. Mm. Like, that's how you feel. In the first 10 minutes, the lead female gets slapped in the face. And that guy turns out to be her love interest. Her husband. Yes. Yeah. In 16 minutes. like Happy marriage. No, nowhere near even close being best movie ever made, but would I recommend it? Hell yeah. It is a comedy. It is so funny. Matty D, do you reckon this is a contender for the best movie ever oh, made? Oh, Kieran, I enjoyed myself in this movie tenfold. I watched you enjoy this, yourself this movie, watching this movie. This <laughs> that movie, sounds weird. This movie, I, we've watched, we've reviewed and watched movies that are so good, but I, I, I can tell you I felt the hours clock by. Not a mm-hmm. knock on them. This movie, oh. Oh my god, I enjoyed myself from beginning, middle, and end. <laughs> right, Would I recommend by. it? I want to watch it again right now. <laughs> me too. I, will, I, will, I will recommend this movie to everybody. I, this movie is great. Did I enjoy myself? It's pretty obvious that I did. <laughs> that I did. Dare I say, now I enjoyed myself in Frankenstein. Frankenstein was hilarious, but I did not it's laugh. It's no King Kong. As, oh, King Kong was so funny. Now... 
in all seriousness, I gotta I gotta be fair here. The sets were beautiful. Absolutely. And you know what? Um, you can pick on. I feel like it's like oh the the age of this movie. You can't be mean to it because it it you know it looked good for 1933. But you know we watched old movies that hold up. So I don't feel like this should be an excuse for this movie. I, I guess I guess it was really bold in its decisions. But man, it looks dumb. I can't really. I can't, <laughs> what a review! Like it's just the characters so the acting so shit, man. And, oh! and like and like the writing is like you, you just got to widen your eyebrows. It's almost like two wrestlers wrote it. Yeah, almost. <laughs> You know this whole idea that King Kong is like this really deep emotional journey where you get where you get attached to King Kong. Other than <laughs> finding it funny, that? other than other than finding it <laughs> hilarious, like I think I think the only way to make King Kong better, in my opinion, is to have him slip on a banana peel. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. A giant banana a peel. A giant banana peel. There's no investment here. I mean, there's no care <laughs> here. Literally, I, it, 50 minutes of the movie is him fighting stop motion dinosaurs. Yeah, I mean, one it, after the other. What I can say positively is uh, a beautiful sets uh i can i can respect the the boldness of it of the technology and it's an it's a nice adventure movie and sometimes it 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 refers to itself as being just an adventure movie for fun no romance no serious romance but you know what i took from it was not what maybe it Mm. was so it's not a contender for me but my god one of the best movies i've seen on this show yeah but but not necessarily on the deep way maybe not not in the way that i would say the best movie ever made is in an enjoyable experience but this was an enjoyable experience nonetheless yes. 10 out of 10 Matty d stars for me just not the best movie ever made wow i'm liking these reviews so far this is this is golden bang All bang right. do i think this is a contender for the best movie ever made now going into this movie i read one review for it and of course aside from everything else i've heard about the movie uh this was by the late great roger ebert probably the most famous movie critic in the world mm. he said and i quote aside from the effects the rest of the movie holds up So he says, aside from the special effects, everything else in the movie is fantastic. So when I sat down to watch the movie, this is what I was expecting. I was expecting to see some dodgy King Kong effects, maybe some dodgy dinosaur effects, Mm. and then grade A, everything else in the movie. (laughs) Yeah. Roger Ebert, what is wrong with you? Everything in this movie is so bad that it's amazing. This is something else. Like, I was expecting, like, serious acting, blown away by performances. By comparison, Frankenstein looks like a drama (laughs) next to this movie. I think I chuckled a few times in Frankenstein, but this movie... By maybe I the five-minute mark, Not they, in the emotional I had sense. to keep stopping it <laughs> yeah, to contain too. myself. <laughs> they made a comedy. <laughs> I mean, it, it probably says something that this movie is really, really old. What is it? Nearly like 80 years old? Uh, 70 yeah, years old? very, very close. It's like 77 years and old. And any movie is going to date, but look at other, the look other at movies from the, 30s that you, from the 30s that we watch. Well... Citizen Kane was 10 years later, but look at the other movies from the 30s that we watched. Frankenstein, well, that's not a good example. The Wizard of Oz. I think on some level we took those movies more seriously and commended the acting better mm-hmm. than this one. Everyone was crap. <laughs> Every this movie was crap. They had so much ridiculous stuff going on. I don't know how anyone could ever have taken this movie seriously. It's ridiculous. And nothing holds up. God, the way they portray the natives and everything and the treatment of women. I'm shocked this movie hasn't been declared like a hate crime to watch or something like that. (laughs) after all that negativity, for a long time doing this show, I have not enjoyed myself so much in watching this movie. (laughs) We watched Terminator 2, what was it, last season? Yeah. 
If someone said, hey, do you want to watch Terminator 2 or do you want to watch Kong. King Kong again? I would say, oh, let's watch King Kong <laughs> yeah, right let's, now. Like, let's do it. <laughs> I've seen Terminator 2. Let's watch King Kong again right now. Oh, yeah. I'm like Manny D. I want to, even though we watched it an hour ago, maybe. Yeah, I'm, I'm exactly I want to put the, the movie on again. Like, let's do it. And watch <laughs> it again. I want everybody to watch this movie. You owe it to yourselves, dear listeners. I watch, will absolutely watch it again. Watch I had a great time movie. watching it. Everyone should watch this movie. But no, it's not a contender. It's not a contender. It's it so odd, be a contender. Because hey, I feel like everyone would enjoy yeah, this movie. And and that's yeah. maybe none of the other movies on the that we've ever reviewed probably gets the same amount of praise. Well, like, it almost ticks every box. It's per- the perfect so bad it's good movie, which doesn't quite fit yeah. the criteria for this show, does it? No. Not best movie material, that's obvious. I think yep. that was obvious from the word go. <laughs> we weren't subtle at all with this one. Well, there we go. Another season gone. Wrapped up. And on to... <laughs> and guess what? We're up to our final season, our final five. Can you guys believe that? We've been doing this for nearly a year at this point. Wow. We promised to do a year of this show, and yeah, we're coming up to our final five. We're going to have a conclusive best movie ever made. Yes, that's episode 51. It's coming up very soon. Yeah. Well, when I say very soon, in about a month and a half. Just to keep a little bit of mystery and a little bit of spice in the show, we're not going to reveal what movies we're reviewing next season until we actually review them. So you're going to get a little nice surprise in your iTunes subscriptions as the episodes come out. Might create a little dialogue. Between people as well. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's not too late for suggestions for, for movies, guys, if you want to suggest a movie that we can watch. Don't mm-hmm. suggest uh, segments, though. Yeah. <laughs> we know how that went last week. But yeah, this feels weird to be so close to the end, doesn't it? Yeah. And I feel like we haven't watched nearly enough movies to be making this big of a decision. Not at all. But anyway, we'll get to all that in the next season. Yeah. It's almost come full circle. Mm. I feel like we've grown as movie watchers. We have. Tenfold. It's funny because there's so many movies we watch in this uh, show that I've never seen, but like know enough about it, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, I've always been meaning to watch X. King Kong. Yeah, exactly. Yep, definitely. So join us for the first episode of the final season, which will be next week, episode 46. Uh, it'll be our new release, something from the last five years. And until then, stay out of the jungle, folks, and hip hip. Huzzah! Huzzah! Yeah, I know. But you aren't women.